0: You're listening to episode seven of the Coffee Chats with a Life Coach podcast, and we'll keep going with the reviews of 2023. I met today's guest three years ago after I joined an online community, and I wanted to connect with some of the members. So I started organizing coffee chats, and Dave was the first person who I had a virtual coffee with. And he was kind enough to talk to me, a complete stranger on the internet and give me some advice. I was so impressed with his career because at that moment, he was on the board of directors of three companies, one of them being a charity. So when he announced to the group that he's starting his own business as a coach, really no one was surprised. We were all cheering him on. I'm sure it's been a roller coaster, and I have a lot of questions. (laughs) So let's welcome Dave Rogers, hi.
1: How are you? And What a fantastic introduction. Thank you so much for that. It's an absolute pleasure to be joining you for another chat today.
0: Thank you so much. Um, I wasn't sure of the timeline. Please remind me when you started your business and because I know it hasn't been long. And how has it been?
1: Yeah, so um, I stepped away from... Uh, corporate plc life so i'd been in corporate world for 27 years something like that um in september 2022 to go full-time with the with the coaching and consulting business um i'd been i've been sort of doing it as a little bit of a side hustle during the during the pandemic um helping just local businesses who was who were struggling to get through all the financial challenges they were helping signpost people and stuff like that but yeah, it's been just over 15 months now, I think it is that I've been doing it full full time, and it's. Um, I think you used the word roller coaster uh, in the introduction. I think that's definitely a great way of describing what it's been like for the last 15 months.
0: What did you expect when you started your business? What and what was different from your expectations?
1: Oh, what a great question! I think I'd gone into the the whole running my own business with my eyes open as to what what a lot of the challenges are I'm, I'm very privileged to have a number of really close business contacts who've done a similar thing so i was able to pick their brains before finding that right time to go and do it do it for myself um i was ex- probably expecting there to be a little bit more uh, regular income where i was working as perhaps a um, I think that I think the, the, the phrase now is fractional director for companies. So getting a retained retained income as being a sort of an advisor for 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 a business. Probably thinking there'd be about seventy percent of that and about thirty uh, percent coaching. And I think I quickly realised going into it that 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 wasn't going to be the way the business was going to to start off and build, and and so being really adaptable to that and being open to, uh, you know, be having. Any conversation with somebody about how I might be able to help them through my curiosity was hugely important. What that ended up doing was developing different types of project work or businesses that I'd, I'd, I wanted to work with or size of business as well. So I think it was, you know, if I look back and look at my original business plan, you could have probably ripped it up on day one and, 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 and done something completely different, if I'm being honest. Uh,
0: I totally get that. Don't worry. <laughs> I totally get that. So it's been it's been a year and a bit. So actually a review of 2023 could actually be a review of your whole business if we yeah. really look at it. So how was this year for you if you
1: were to give it a grade? Ooh, Would it pass? Ooh. <laughs> um I, I think if you'd have asked me sort of around August time when it was the first time that I had a real quiet time in the business and something I'm not used to expecting at, you know, i as I said earlier, I've worked in, in, in a lot of corporate PLCs previously, and those who are listening and I know yourself used to as well. And Andrea, you know, is you're used to that sort of constant flow of work. So when August came and everybody migrated off onto holiday, and I was left going like, "What? what you know, where, where's where's sort of the business gone?" There was a bit of like, "Oh, this is going to be a five out of ten sort of year." But I think as as September's come along and the rest of the year's picked up, I'd probably say it's probably been an eight out of ten for me. I think it's been it's been a good year. It's been a strong year. I'm I'm probably you know, again in a place probably a little bit further forward than perhaps I first envisaged. From a sort of um, you know, quality of clients, the type of business that I'm doing than than perhaps I expected to be when I first started out. So I think it's been a, you know, it's been a good, it's been a good year. It's been a good year, 2023.
0: Amazing. Eight out of ten is pretty good. <laughs> what what were the elements? What do you think helped you grow? Any sort of mindset changes or relationships, actions, decisions? What do you think? was a contributor to to your success this year
1: yeah I think I think at the right at the start it was having that sort of passion and purpose for what I wanted to try and do which was about helping people build better businesses and using my experience to help them do that whether it be through coaching or consultancy or or some of the some of the speaking um uh, you know events that events that I do so I think that's def- definitely one. I think I mentioned it earlier. You know, being adaptable to the situation and and recognising that actually you might think you've got a plan for the business, but you've got sometimes got to be you know be a bit fleet of foot and see an opportunity and and take that opportunity or or, or open your mind to different conversations about different types of, of of business. I think surrounding myself with a fantastic support network and as you as you quite rightly said during that, during the intro, you know we met through a, a you know an online networking group and you know i think it's fair to say that those guys are really champion what we all what we're all trying to do and 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 that mentality of wanting to help people first and just having that being able to have that open dialogue with people who've been there and done it and 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 sort of wore the t-shirts as it were and and just having all of that information and being able to use that to help guide me in where i wanted to take the business and and be you know have somebody that i could you know whatsapp or send a messenger to or jump on a zoom and and just bounce a few ideas off them i think that's been that's been really key Uh, and i think mindset is you know it's a really interesting thing because again going into it with your eyes open there's that element of you know you need to be resilient you know there's times as i said earlier where you don't know where your next sort of invoice is going to get raised to and, and where you're going to get your next client and that's not You know, that's not unusual in this type of environment. And I think that's probably one of the biggest challenges that most people that I either speak to or have spoken to about them starting their own business, whether it be recently or or, or, or a number of years ago. You know, that's the thing that they've said is you have to get used to the almost, you know, sort of enjoy the downtime and really use it to to reflect and recharge and re-energize yourself both on a, on a professional, but also a personal level as well. And that's what I did during the, during the summer really was take time out and and enjoy being, you know, uh, free for want of a better phrase from the, you know, the humdrum of, of, of running the business.
0: I resonate with your last point a lot. I, at some point I had to accept that this is reality. We will have downtimes and we need to, to accept and enjoy them if we can, if like the month of of August, (laughs) if we can actually predict that and have something in place that will help us navigate that month, either create more in the um, previous months or simply have the expectation that nothing's going to happen. But there is still, because we talk, In business, we talk a lot about consistency. I think there is also this idea being sold to us that we can create consistency in our businesses. And for some, yeah, it might be possible, but we have to keep an open mind that it might not happen. And if we cannot achieve that consistency, it doesn't mean we failed. It just means that some businesses will not work like that. Unless you really, really grow, and you have all the systems in place to keep you being consistent. But hey, having August off every year doesn't really, it doesn't sound too bad. So
1: now, um, no, you you're right. And it's an interesting point you raise about consistency. So for me, there's you know, there's there's certainly different ways, and some of the things I speak to my clients about about how they can be consistent through the downtimes. And it might be, you know, the social media messaging that you're putting out, it might be the product development cycle. So some things that Perhaps a running in the background that maybe your customers or clients or, or or guests might not you know might not necessarily see or see all all the time, and I think that's re- that's really key. And I think, like you said, you know, having August off, you know, every year is going to be you know fantastic if if that's the case. But when, once you know about it, you, as you say, you can plan for it. And I think that's the key as well is as, as we sort of um, we touched on a little bit um, prior to us record, recording the session is that, you know, this year, probably 2023 is the first sort of what I would describe as um, uh, regular year in the sense of it's sort of the first year where things have really started in that, in that sort of timeline type mentality, going back to pre pre pandemic sort of um, behaviors and, you know, how, you know, Christmas seems to be getting geared up for, you know, a busy, a busy time in, 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 my old industry of hospitality, August people are going away on, on, on holiday with, you know, with families and going abroad a lot more and all those sort of things. And I think if those behaviors are, are going to be consistent you, you know using the phrase you did that that makes it easier for business owners who are running their own businesses or smaller businesses to be able to plan around that and actually for me having actually August being quiet, was from a timing point of view was really good because it was the end of my sort of first official trading year so it allowed me some time to just sit back and reflect on what I'd what I'd done what I'd achieved what would gone well what hadn't gone well and what I was going to go what I was going to do differently from September the first, you know, so I'm now currently, you know, sort of in the in in the midst of my first, uh, you know, the end of my first quarter, beginning of second quarter, and and, it, and it's been, you know, you know, it's been it's been a it's been a really great start to the to the second trading year and the in the last quarter of 2023, really.
0: Hmm. I like that. So for you, September is basically the beginning of the year, not January. Yeah. Something that I noticed about myself this year, because I'm born in September, I always feel that August is for me the end of the year, not December. (laughs) So for me, having August off is a really good opportunity to look back at the previous year, set goals for the year ahead. Mm. Because for me, that's when the one year cycle ends, not in December. and. Um, I, I loved the um, the fact that it's synced with when people have vacations. So, again, having August off, nothing, nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. I do have a question because I know this year um, you've hit um, a milestone age. Yes. And-, yeah. <laughs> and I'm curious if, first of all, How was it to change your career and start a business later in life? And if maybe it was easier than if you would have done it earlier in your life, considering you're bringing with you some wisdom, some experience, less fear of failure, maybe. Um, and if you're willing to share what yeah. milestone
1: and, I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah of, yeah, of course. So, so for everybody who's watching and listening, you i know, I turned the grand old age of 50 this year, which, um, uh, which again, I'm, I'm sort of the, the person who, you know, age is just a number type, you know, mentality. And I think sometimes that, you know, we do get caught up a little bit in the, and I, and I get this because, you know, we get caught up in the sort of, the, you know, we've got a, um, uh, certain things we have had to, we have got to have achieved by the time we reach certain ages, and you know whether it be all oh, you need to be, you know, you know, have a great job, be married, have children, have your own house, you know, all of all of those sort of life milestones that people talk about. And I think for me, I had got to a point where, uh, and and I'll be honest, I think this is it, this definitely came was born out of the pandemic. Me me, me doing what I'm doing, not because of anything apart from I had people reaching out to me saying I could really do with your help, Dave, with your experience and, your, you know, your business knowledge and, and going and helping those people and realising, oh, actually, I've gained so much, to your point, I've gained so much knowledge and experience across multiple industries, across across multiple business disciplines and all of those things, actually. Let's, let's explore going and doing that. As on my own as a business and having that flexibility, um, you know, relatively later in life, to go well, I can do, I can do, go and help who I want, when I want, on whatever, I, whatever I want. And I think sometimes I sit there and I and I said this, you know, on a couple of occasions to fellow members of the the online networking group that we part, we're both part of that. I really wish I'd done this from a from a. Life point of view twenty five years ago, but I couldn't have because I didn't have the twenty five years of experience that I've now got that I'm utilising to help people build build better businesses. So it's a really interesting sort of you know challenge, but I also understand that people will be there with, you know they'll you know they've got you know mortgages, young families, you know, and actually we've you know. at times you sort of sit down and go why don't I go back to the security of going and working for a a, you know a big business and getting a regular you know getting a regular pay paycheck every every month and that covers the bills and all of that sort of good stuff but for me it was it was also boiled down to that first thing I mentioned when you asked me sort of why what had driven the success was that I was really passionate about what I wanted to do and actually that's the thing that drives me forward and so when it came to going you know, at whatever age I was, I was forty-eight when I left corporate PLC land to start the business full time. It didn't really dawn on me that I was forty-eight starting a new, starting my own business. Sort of thing. It was more a I'm following my passion. I'm going to go and help people.
0: So, what would you say to someone who's thinking, "Oh, it's too late"? It's
1: never. It's never too late. It's never too late. Yes, there's probably things you've got to consider. That that you know that you need to think about, like you know, like we've just said, you know, the consistency of income, for example, is how do you how do you manage that when you you know if you are in a situation where you have got um you know uh, personal com- personal commitments because we've all got we've all got differing you know personal financial commitments, um but you know there's a way through it, and if you're passionate about something, then that passion will take you a long long way in what you want to try and achieve. Because you'll be doing things for exactly the right reason that you you know you want to make a difference in whatever whatever sphere you're you're looking to work in.
0: That's a good point, and I I say this every time I'm asked. Oh, when when did you know you're ready to leave your your job? Did you have a plan in place, or how did it happen? Because I think for some people it looked like it was. Uh, Super quick decision. Okay, I'm ready. I'm leaving now. Bye bye. And it wasn't <laughs> like this. It was having a plan with two years prior of looking at my budget and saving money, mm-hmm. preparing for the the change. Yeah. So yes, even if I was um 30. I was 30 when <laughs> I quit my job. Um and I still needed, didn't have a child back then. Mm-hmm. I didn't have so many responsibilities I didn't have a mortgage back then and I still created a budget made sure it can work for me so I can I can do the jump so yes you can do it with a plan for sure but you do mm-hmm. need to look into these things
1: uh, just to add to that as well you know again so my you know as i mentioned earlier so my business really started as a little bit of a side hustle during the pandemic so actually march 2020 or probably April 2020 was the first time I actually engaged with somebody who needed my help. And actually I didn't, I didn't go f- full time running the business till September, 2022. So there's what there's May, June, July. August. Yeah. So, you know, what's that over two years before I actually decided to make the leap. And like you said, it's about that planning and what do you need and how are you going to go and who are you going to speak to and start doing things like building your network up outside of that and as, and as you you know as you you pointed out again in the introduction you know, I was in a in a very honored position that I was a board of di- you know on board of directors or a non-exec director at a number of organizations already where my network was already growing to help support those businesses so it's all of those things and plans that you we all have that you can go well actually you can sit down and go right at this point I need to have achieved this and it's that you know having that vision of an understanding what you want to achieve and working back from that point, and and, and having those milestones in place to to get you to, to to the to the point where you can go. Do you know what? Actually, I'm ready. To, I'm ready to go now. And it's but it it is. I still, but it is when I look back. Is there still that tipping point where you probably? I felt I probably needed to get needed to leave before my business was 100% ready but that sort of focuses your mind a little bit more on what you need what you need to achieve to get yourself up and running and you know whatever whatever business it is whether it's a consultancy a coach or you know um, a textile business uh, you know whatever that might be and you look at all you look at all of the successful business people who who get interviewed on, on on various different podcasts and they all talk about or most of them talk about a moment in time that was the tipping point that that, that made that difference, and, and 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 sometimes that tipping point is having the having that plan and having the de- decisiveness to go right. I'm going and doing this on my own because I've got every confidence in my own ability to go and deliver it.
0: And it can look different for different people. Sometimes it is just confidence. Yeah. But sometimes you get to a point where you're spending uh, more time in the job, but you know, you have the knowing that if I could get this time back, I can actually create a lot more income on this other side, but I do need the time. So you have to make the decision, okay, I need it. So I'm, I'm going to yeah. leave.
1: I think sometimes we also forget that, employers sometimes actually would would respect that honesty in conversation and enable you know a, a good employer will be the people who will enable you to create a plan to you know exit a business and whether it be you know you're you know you, you, you go right I, I want to leave in somebody might be thinking oh, I'm going to leave in 12 months time will actually think about what you could do to help the help the business that you're currently working for allow you to do that and it's a bit of it's a bit of um uh, it's a bit of a strange thought process, and, and and probably you know there's not a lot you know a number of people go. Oh, I don't fancy going and having a chat with my boss about. Oh, by the way, I'm going to be leaving in, in in twelve months' time. But actually, they might respect that because they might have a plan that either involves you or you know, and therefore, actually, if you're not going to be around at that in twelve months' time, actually, they they might they might respect that decision and be willing to work with somebody to help help facilitate that that sort of, um, for one of a better phrase, exit from your, from the business to go and start whatever you want to go and start. And I think sometimes we we worry unnecessarily sometimes about those difficult conversations.
0: It was the case for me when I got my last job, I told them I am building my own business and I mm. actually asked for four day weeks instead of five days. So I had my Fridays off. And when it was time to leave, We, again, worked together because I was the only one in my department, so they needed someone else to replace me. And I stayed until we found someone else, even though it took, um, I think, six months just to Mm. find a replacement. And I stayed for those six months just because they also supported me. So I was there until they found someone else to do my job. I have two more questions for you. Okay. Okay, we looked at 2023, um, and I took away adaptability and passion and a good network for support and accountability as the three things that helped you this year. What are we thinking about 2024? Do you usually have a
1: word of the year, something like an intention? Mm, not, not normally. I think, I think for me. If I did choose, have to choose a word for next year, I think it would be collaboration. I think there's been a lot of conversations I've had this year where it's clear that there's a lot of like-minded people in slightly different spaces to me, and actually, if we collaborate together, we'll be able to create create something even more powerful and more energising for the local, for our local business community in in in, in the wider West Midlands, particularly. Um, so I think that that's sort of where I'm where I'm looking at. But normally it's just I normally do, I've just got a vision and a plan, and and these are the these are the sort of the milestones I want to hit, and these are the sort of the clients that I want to try and you know um, secure from the types of clients or the types of work and things like that. But then sticking with that, you know, that adaptability if you just don't know what's around the corner and what's going to you know um, land as a potentially great piece of work for you know a coach or consultant to to do.
0: Building my network and collaborating with people has been such a game changer for me. Mm. And I think sometimes when we start a business, we underestimate the power of having a network and we start doing things on our own. Uh, we get sometimes in the place of just feeling alone because there's no mm. one to, to talk to. When, in fact, I would start, even before starting to market yourself, start building relationships because it's the thing that will um, will change everything. I think we touched on this when we were talking before starting the recording. You don't know where a relationship will go. It can be a, just a friend, but it can also be a collaborator, a client, someone can that can refer you further. You have no idea where the relationship will go, but it's important to develop it.
1: Yeah, and I think that's you know that's really, really key that 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 networking point. And I know there's all sorts of different types of networking events, and people um, you know find networking uh, challenging. Some people find it really easy. Uh, I think the key thing really is as long as you've got that, um, you know key message about you and your, your business and you're building it from a place of authenticity, you know, those relationships just grow grow organically and all of a sudden you start getting, you know, uh, as you say, people refer, referring you, you know, again, I've been really privileged that I think every one of the clients that I've worked with so far in the last 15 months has come through either A, direct network connection or sort of um you know or using linkedin linkedin language either a first connection or a second connection and 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 that to me has sort of really put paid um more made me pay more attention to my network and how i'm utilizing it and what, what i'm doing and who i'm aiming at and who i'm talking to and and you just don't know where as you said you don't know where those conversations are going to take you and particularly for the sort of those businesses that I work with as my, who are my clients, there's, there's then a lot of somebody might say something to me who's in my network and I'll go, Oh, actually you need to go and speak to this, this person. And all of a sudden, um, you know, you I, I know somebody within my, it's very unusual if somebody asks me about something that I don't either know, or I don't know somebody in my network. And I think that's the sort of, you know, mentality you've got to have when you start, start a business is that is that, you know, have, have all of the, have all of the answers at your fingertips or at least at the other end of a telephone at some point.
0: My last question, as I said in our first virtual coffee, I see you as someone to look up to, so successful. It's such an honor to know you. If you were to give someone one piece of advice or talk about one quality that you think really helped you throughout your life to get here, what would it be?
1: Resilience, without without a shadow of a doubt, being able to bounce back from all all sorts of types of adversity during during business. It's just and, and life into to a certain degree, um, you know, uh, and and I suppose that resilience has been built from. Um, don't be frightened of don't be frightened of making a mistake, but if you make a mistake, learn from it and that's that's the bit really that's what builds your resilience because then when things happen again later in life you've got a different outlook on it you've got a different reaction and you've got a different action that you take to to turn that to turn those situations around
0: thank you um i think as i'm growing and as the business is growing i do learn this again and again and i've developed a completely different relationship with failure in the last couple of years. Yeah, because I realized we cannot, we cannot get around it. We have to embrace the mistakes and have our our own backs when we make mistakes, mm-hmm. but keep going.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I. Funny enough, I had a similar conversation. Um, or about a similar subject a couple of weeks ago with with one of my business contacts, and we both said the same thing, which is we've learned more or gained more experience from when things have gone wrong than we ever have when things have gone gone right, you know. And whether it be you know I've been in the um an unfortunate position where I've worked for a business that that you know went into um receivership, or you know you've ended up um having a you know, bad stock take at one of the one of the restaurants when I was an area manager, or you know, you um, you know, you budget budget a certain project and it comes out you know one and a half times you know price or whatever that might be, and and it's those those situations where rather than like trying to find blame in that situation, it's about finding the learning and turning that learning into into action. And stopping those things happening again. And it's the same for me. It's the same when you start operating your own business, because ultimately the book stops with us as the business owners. So therefore, we, you've got to have a, um, as somebody described it to me um, previously, you know, you've got to have a rhino skin sometimes be really, really tough. And it's, sometimes it's difficult to, to, you know, as you quite rightly point out, you've got to learn those things sometimes and and find a different relationship with failure and mistakes and things like that. But once you do and you're able to see the um, the positives in everything that goes on, that's when you really start changing the game when it comes to build it, building, you know, a better business.
0: Why do you think people are afraid of failure? How, how I see it, I think it's because when we fail we make a decision about us we make it mean something about who we are mm. like i'm the failure
1: uh, i think it i think it boils down to probably an element of embarrassment about having done something wrong and and the the feeling that um everybody is looking at you in that in that regard and actually there's um there's something called the, I think it's called the spotlight effect, which is all about you as an individual thinking everybody's eyes are looking at you when actually they're not. And to um, you know, and and to pinch a um a well a well-coined phrase from Patrick Keelty during an interview in the networking group. We are, you know, nobody nobody cares. Everybody's got, you know, everything going on in their lives that they're actually, you know, yes, you made a mistake, so what? So's everybody else. You know, to name me one person who has never made a mistake in their life. Nobody would be able to. So, you know, and some of the best, um, you know, the best sports stars, for example, have all made mistakes. And I think there's a famous quote from Michael Jordan, the, you know, the famous basket US basketball player, and he talks about the number of Shots that he's taken that he's missed, or the number of number of times he got trusted to win a game on a free free throw, and how many times he's he, he failed in that, and he's still regarded as one of the one of the best NBA you know sports stars of of all of all time. And there's all sorts of you know players who of of, of all sorts of sports who bounce back, and it's just the same in life. It's just the same in business.
0: It's interesting to talk through this and see okay these are the consequences because once you just lay them out they're not that bad it's fine a mm-hmm. bit of em- embarrassment it's fine it didn't kill anyone ever we're we're okay and no one cares i think it's brilliant and it's a great it's a great mantra to have if you make a mistake before spinning in your own thoughts about oh this is terrible just stop and say no one cares
1: yeah yeah like like that's exactly you know decision making becomes a whole lot easier when you adopt that mantra and all of a sudden saying i'm going to go and you know i'm going to go and i don't know what's going to happen if i start recording a podcast or start doing youtube videos or go to a networking meeting or go to speak to this client or that client or actually they're, they're a you know, multi-million pound PLC, why would they want, you know, little old Dave going and working to support them? And you sort of almost forget that you've got all of these things that you've learned over time and all of these mistakes that you've made that actually are building you up to be somebody who's got a lot to offer a lot of people. And that's the same for anybody who's thinking about, you know, starting their own own business.
0: Thank you so much for this. I think this is a great place to stop Um, this has been so great and I enjoy chatting with you all the time we can do this anytime Mm -hmm. where can people find you is LinkedIn the best place
1: yeah so they can people can find me on LinkedIn I'm Dave Rogers the business explorer on LinkedIn or they can find me on my YouTube YouTube channel which is um, Dave Rogers the business explorers or I'm on Facebook uh, Facebook and Instagram as Fueled, fit and fired up, which is the name of my coaching and consultancy business.
0: And the name of your book that we we didn't even mention this is crazy. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah we didn't we didn't talk about either of our books actually Andrea that's yeah. that's the
0: <laughs> So to add to all the accomplishments, Dave is also um, an author. Again, thank you so much. I'll put all the links in our notes and maybe we'll chat again in a year and see how things went.
1: Hopefully so. It's been an absolute pleasure to be able to join you uh, today, Andrea.
0: Thank you. And until the next episode, bye-bye.